0: what is up y'all welcome back to another episode of the stuttering christian podcast i am your host samantha coming to you live from once again by my pool and as you can probably tell i have new equipment so last week was like prime day like two prime days and I was just looking at podcast equipment, and it was a really good price.
1: I bought it. Like having, that, that's weird. Okay.
0: Um, I bought the equipment, and it came, and it's been my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Like, I feel like I'm a podcast wizard because I have, like, a mini soundboard with it that plugs into my laptop. And I have this, like, cool mic, which that is lit. Everything is lit, my dudes. But, yeah, got some new equipment, <laughs> which means I will have guests on
1: the podcast. And the sound should be a lot better than it was. So I also am a big fan of the beaver buckies.
0: Yeah, with working at a church
1: that it's near a buckies, has been a good thing but also a
0: bad thing but besides that about two weeks ago I went to Glenlit camp I volunteered during high school week and this was my second year volunteering and it was amazing
1: but as what I did in prepping for this week is I had about seven youth
0: going. Last year, I had three. I had seven youth attending camp. And the majority of them, it was their first time at camp. And so you know me, I'm stoked. I'm hyped. I'm excited. But I also know As being a felt low camp camper, I know that it's scary going to a camp for the first time. So, I went out of my my way, and I made theme night bags. So at camp, we had theme nights. So, on the first night, it was yell yellow night, and then my favorite night Wednesday night was Christmas and y'all know y'all know I love me some Christmas some festive cheer it is just amazing but I did some shopping on Amazon and I bought things in bulk I bought things for each night and I would put them in the Aftershock totes that I had, and I would put the theme stuff in a big Ziploc bag right for the day. But I went the extra mile. I wrote a handwritten note for all seven of my youth each day of camp, and even on the last day. Like, my hand was cramping by the time that I got done but it was just so rewarding uh so if you are a felt low youth pastor like me and you have youth uh, attending camp or attending camp next year because let me tell you I'm already planning next year but what I would do is I would make theme night bags write handwritten Write to notes and showing that you care for your kids, and letting them know that they are prayed for, and it's going to be so much fun. And within the whole like youth ministry aspect of it, I was paired up with a very good friend of mine, Kendall, for the second year, so. I volunteered last year. I was paired up with her. And then this year was my second year being paired up with her. And it was so exciting because we had two campers from last year in in our cabin again for the second year. And we thought it was just like a coincidence. Lo and behold... I found out through one of the girls that she asked her mom to email the camp
1: to request us. Like, Oh my goodness. It was just very cool. And within all of that, a
0: camper and an, If she listens to this, she'll know that I'm talking about her. It shows how when you work at at camp, you are surrounded by kids who have been going to camp their entire life versus this being their first time. So we had this one camper, it was her first time here. And by the end of the week, she made the decision that when she gets of the age to work at camp that she is go going to sign up and she's going to put me down as a reference which that's lit like bro that is so lit and it's just so cool how a first time camper and then wanting to work at camp like camp is exhausting but the fact that she's, she was able to see the joy of it, even in the hottest days, she was able to see the joy of it was so awesome. It was such a beautiful time talking to, to her because she asked me questions about God and about church and stuff like that. And I it it was the last part of the night we were both exhausted and so I told her to write down these questions and then uh the next day we could spend our free time and I can answer them in the back of my head I was freaking out because I was like what and so I ran to my friend Julia, who is al- also a youth pastor, and I was telling her this, and she responds in saying, I would be happy to be with you and answering these what qu- questions, but you were more than qualified to answer it, and I'm just like, uh, I'm not sure, like, you were in seminary, I'm I'm not, so the thing is like, God has a sense of humor because she was busy during free time. And it was just me and my camper. And we went through every single question. I was able to give her sources. Uh, I had her write write down stuff that she can look at to answer in more more of a depth way i told her about the cho the chosen i told her about the bible project and it was such a beautiful conversation and then when i said like god has a sense of humor that night the speaker david he said something like word from word thing that I said to her earlier in that day. And she just looks at me and smiles.
1: And I'm like, yeah. it was just so cool. Stories like this is
0: a reminder to me in my lowest of times. In ministry, I look at that and think that I was able to answer questions, some pretty hard questions. And I was able to help her and guide her and tell her that being a Christian isn't like all sunshines and rainbows. You have hard times, but if you are able to lean on people who love you and who can help you, that is absolutely huge. I had another camper, the camper that requested
1: me and Kendall rededicate her life to Christ. What? what? I? The funny
0: thing is when she was telling us this, so Ken, Kendall and I, I just burst in tears and she just looks at me and she's like, Sam, what, what, what's wrong? And I explained to, to her that my second year as a cam, camper, I had this
1: same conversation with my counselors. I um, was
0: able to ask these questions to them, which led me to rededicate my life to Christ here. And I love, I love this camper to pieces because her response She just looks at me, and she's like,
1: Sam, it's not about you. It's about me. And, like, if
0: I didn't know this camper extremely well,
1: I would get a little offended, but I don't know, like, within a week, a week. I have seen God move through so many people. I was able to be a minister to not just the
0: campers, but the summer staff. And my challenge for you youth pastors who volunteer at camp is to go up to a summer staff and ask them, how can I pray for you? Cause they will have to think about it. And who knows, they might bust out in tears. And that is okay because you were sent there to volunteer to help out.
1: And you were also supposed to help the staffers out too. And it's just cra- cra- crazy. There is a counselor
0: that I'm hoping in the com- coming of weeks, I can have her on my podcast. But it was like one of, one of the days. She. It was during free time. She comes back to me and... Like we are sitting on the rocking chairs and she's standing in front of me and she just looks at me crying and she says, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. And my campers are just looking at me and one of them responded saying, uh, Miss Sam, she's lying. And I'm, I look at her and I'm like, hey, I will come with you to the craft store. And I can sit there and I I will sit there and wait the entire time until you tell me what's up. Because crying and telling me you're fine, that is a lie. And within that, I was able to encourage her, talk to her. And then my friend Julia came and she was able to do the same thing. Like. Being a vol- a volunteer for a g- summer camp. Like yes, your job is to minister to the campers as well. You are also the second adult in the cabin. And you are also supposed to
1: minister oh, the winds coming. You are also supposed to minister to
0: the staff because being a volunteer, we tend to forget that. We tend to forget to pour into the staff, pour into them and telling them, I am proud of you. Like, you never know the words of I am proud of you
1: could make their entire week. Like, it's wild. So, as for the camp recap, I,
0: so, am trying to think, what are other recaps? Because it has been a week. It's been more than a week, but a lot has happened. We hit the year mark on the stuttering christian podcast which that's lit lit for the lord am i right yeah
1: buddy
0: (laughs) so a year a year of this pod podcast a year of sharing my stories a year of interviewing my friends, asking them about Christ, about God, and then also asking them about Stuttering. This podcast has become kind of my platform to show Stutterers that it's not the end of the world if you have a block, if you get stuck. Stuttering. It's not the end of the world. You will just eventually get through it. But if you surround yourself with support, with people that love you, with people that will encourage you, then that makes life a lot easier. I have to brag about my boss at the gym. She has encouraged me she has loved me without knowing she's loved me she made me a birthday cake and stuff like that is something that I will forever remember that she has supported me even in my most difficult stuttering days she has counseled me when I've come to the gym in tears because working in ministry is hard. It is very, very hard, but having someone that lives a complete opposite from you and who is able to come to the table and say, hey, it is going to be okay. It's going to be okay just cry it out do you,
1: you want to go mop go mop because she knows i too love to mop <laughs> um so within vant vanty i have to brag about this youth pastor long me last year i met
0: her for the very first time she's one of my former camper's youth pastor last year my former camper grabbed my hand and dragged me to her and introduced us but who knew that long me would lead me and introduce me to this women and youth ministry Facebook group and within that I was able to attend the first ever women and youth ministry conference where I got this shirt and then volunteering again and her being there and it's just so cool it comes around a full circle. It'd be wild then.
1: <laughs> and so last week, within all of that stuff, last week was my birthday. And
0: I wanted to share some things that I've learned in my 20s. Twa- twa- the biggest thing that I've, I've learned is it is completely okay to do things by yourself. I actually really enjoy doing things by myself. I love going to concerts by myself. I love going to the movies by myself. I love go, going and getting coffee by myself. There's something about doing things by yourself gives you a a sense of peace that you are not stressed out if the person you are with is having fun or not. Another thing is
1: you can't make everyone happy. There will be people that don't like you and that and that
0: is fine it's funny when people find out that there are people in the world that don't like me and that (laughs) that's completely fine am i stressing about that no because i'm living my my life i am doing ministry i'm doing what i love and
1: with that person not liking me, it's fine. Another thing that I've learned
0: within my, in my 20s and being a Christian is it's important to have job experience in, in a secular job. So basically what that means is Working at a place that's not Christ based. For example, I work at Snap Fitness. It's not a Christ based place, but I come, I meet a lot of Christians, which is cool. I have seen God, like, it's sad to say this, but I've seen God move more through
1: the gym then i've seen god move through a church i see that there are nice people in the world
0: at the gym yet i have come across my fair share of uh this is kind kind of a mean word creeps um but do i still show christ Yeah, I do. I still show Christ. Another thing that I've learned, and within therapy, is the only person you can control is yourself. You are not God. And I know people are like, ah. Yes, like you who are not God the
1: only per- per- person you can worry about is yourself. If someone is doing
0: something and you were like, I need to fix that. It's not your problem. Yet, it also comes down to like being nice, caring, stuff like that. But the only person I can control is myself, which it's taken me years to learn this, yet I'm still lear- learning it. Within learning and therapy and stuff like that, boundaries. It's okay to set boundaries with your work, with your loved ones with your friends it is okay it does not make you a terrible person it makes your mental state
1: healthier than if it was without boundaries and trying to think what else have I've, I've learned I've learned
0: to just live life The world is a scary place now. It has always been a scary place. But living life one day at a time, doing it for the glory of God, is something that I live by. Because I know I've mentioned this before. Surprise, surprise. I'm a person that
1: stutters. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I the
0: way that I live my life each and every day is doing something a stutterer would never do. Doing some something that a stutterer would never do. If it's ordering food in a drive-through and stuttering your way through it. If it's making the announcements in front of the church and Facebook live. And you are stuttering so bad on disaffiliation. That word is so hard, bro. It is so hard. I know it's even hard for people who don't stutter. But just kind of like facing your fears, but just doing it without thinking. It makes life a little little pizzazz, am I right? yeah
1: but within that um that is about it within upcoming guests I'm hoping
0: to interview some of the summer staff at Glen Lake Camp and just ask them how has God moved through your life when you first like your first day of training versus now and of course i want julia if you're listening i want you on the podcast uh yeah but within that and hoping i don't blow away <laughs> uh i have kind of kind of a stuttering story I know I haven't done that in a bit because most of my stuttering stories are sad because it's just times of when I was bullied, but this is a cool one and it involves camp, my favorite, favorite place. So when I was there at camp volunteering, I get told that I'm speaking at reflection. So reflection is the last thing of the camp day. It's where we sing slow songs, we reflect, reflection. Yeah. I, this would be my third time speaking at reflection. I spoke at reflection last year and I made a bunch of People cry, which it wasn't my intent. I just wanted to share that God has been with me through everything. But this year, I wanted to share something different, so, something where people can reflect, to think about, about it. So I shared my thought process of getting a second part-time job at a gym. The process of interviewing and dealing with the what-ifs, dealing with what if my boss laughs at the way I talk? What if I don't get high, hired because I hate talking on the phone with a deep passion and just all of these what ifs and also sharing the first like the first thing that my boss thought of of me and how she thought I was a bible thumper I would send her to hell with not like going to church and all of this stuff and responding with girl that is not my superpower. I can't send people to hell. I'm here. I'm here to make a little bit more ma- ma- money, but I am here. And through the process of meeting my, my boss and just having conversa- conversations, We've had conversations about God, about the church, denomin- denominations, what scripture says, stuff like that, which has led into a really cool like friendship because my, I all, all, always compare stuff to my seventh grade self. My seventh grade self looking at me now would have never applied for this job, would have never been so open with my boss about stuttering, would have never called her one of my good friends, would have never gone to a Stranger Things 80s club night like my younger self would have never done that be- because people like my boss when I was in 7th grade would bully me but it just shows how much god can work in a couple of months cuz i got this job in february it's currently july now and i call my boss one of my good friends and within that, as I was sharing this, I expressed to the campers that it shows that God can still work through people who tell you they are not Christians. They are not church goers. They just don't do that, that stuff. And how my, my boss has loved me, has supported me, has in me when I would answer the phone and I would be able, able to answer the question because she knows I hate talking on the phone but she, we would jump up and down in joy when I would do do that yet most pe- pe- people would think you an- a- answered the phone so what but for me It's such a huge accomplishment when I answer the phone and just sharing all of this about her and as I was laying in my bed I was just thinking the impact my boss has made on me it's just crazy how God could work how God can bring someone like her in my in my life and who has shown me Christ without even knowing it who has encouraged me that I am so much more than my starter I can do so much more and not letting my
1: starter hold me back it's been just awesome and it was so cool hearing people's responses and
0: them saying that I was expecting to cry when you were talking, but the way that you spoke was so encouraging. Like kids who are 13, 13, 14, coming up to me saying, um, you have shown to me that I can have a job that's not like
1: church-based. So within All of that, as I always say, if you ever meet a person that stutters, be kind and don't be a jerk.